This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is The Boop Show, episode 278 for Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. Hey everybody, welcome back, or two, for the first time, I don't know, maybe you've been here before, to The Boop Show. This is a show where we talk about indie games, we cover the indie space. Yeah, that's right. Everybody wants to talk about Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. Us, we may be playing some of these on the platforms, but they're small games made by small teams with small publishers, and that's our favorite way to game. Yeah, those people who are making those games love their games, right? Yeah, of course they do. That's that's their bread and it's their bread and butter. Speaking of butter, we were talking about butter pre-show. Mm, if we ever get our damn Patreon, lots of butter talk. If we ever get our damn Patreon done, there'll be bonus content about butter, but. Uh, <laughs> We just, we <laughs> what level is that? Yeah, I, I don't want to be make part it, of the butter conversation. We'll make it the whole, the whole, any level will get you the butter conversation. How about right. that? I think that'd be fun. Add a little butter. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Scott Johnson here, Brian Dunaway over there, and we're here to bring it to you live. Um, all right, so we have a chat room. We got stuff to talk about. I want to give you a quick update on a couple of things. Brian reviewed, played, and reviewed Little Nightmares Two. Was it last week or week before? I don't remember. I, was it last week? I think it was last week. I think it was. Uh, you gave it a glowing review. You also really liked the first one. Love it. And I'd gotten a copy from a fan, and they said, oh, we'd love to hear you play this because it's pretty spooky. And My impression the entire time from you playing both of the games, first and second, and from me seeing it various places, and just my general understanding is, yeah, it'll have a little atmosphere. Sure, it'll be a little creepy. Uh, but it's not going to you know, throw me down a well like Resident <laughs> Evil 7 did or something. You know, like <laughs> It's not going to be like no. one of those horror games. Uh, that is absolutely not true. That game is yeah. one of the scariest effing things I've ever played, ever. And it I don't know what's. It's, it's a little, it's a little nightmare, man. I mean, being playing a character this small, you eventually get into that mind space of being small. And these bad, evil characters in this game are huge, and they are just relentless. Yeah, relentless is a great way of putting it. Like relentless is. Actually, an amazing way of putting it, because that's exactly what it is. It is relentless. It grabs you, and it says, hey, what if there was like a half-human, half-doll, half-zombie, half-nightmare teacher whose neck can stretch really far, and then she can like whip through a vent and eat you with said long, stretchy neck? Like, I didn't see any of that coming. Nobody told me what I was signing up for. Had no idea. I'm not kidding. Like, that game scared the living shit out of me. In fact... I loved watching you do it. I'm just going to play play this clip. Somebody just posted it. Let's just play it. Uh, This is me playing. There's the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the start of it, man. Now, if you are like, man, I want to hear that. I want to see that. Part two just went up. So two parts exist in about two hour formats each. Of my first uh, couple of sessions with the game. Those are up on the YouTube channel. You can find my channel at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. Or it's linked on the site in a million other places. 
Um, but you can go watch that if you want to. I am committed to finishing the game. This is the rule. When somebody buys me a scary game, I play it to fruition. And the only time I bail is if there's a bug that stops me from playing. And it's only happened once where a bug was so bad that I couldn't continue. And I was like, well, them's the rules. <laughs> Didn't finish playing that game. That's <laughs> the rules. I got rules, man. That's right. Out. Right. And some people say, well, you never finished Resident Evil 2 because I didn't do the second disc uh, and play as what's her beak. I don't care. That doesn't count. Credits ran. That game finished for me. It finished. Yeah. I saw credits, man. They went, said people were in charge of stuff, played some music. That's the end of a game for me. So done. Uh, if you if you want to have your sequel mashed into your end credits, well, come tell me later because I'm not interested. <laughs> but anyway, the That's, point I is. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. So uh, had having a really good time with it. Like I am going to. I'm going to go ahead and say that you were 100% right about like everything you said positive about the game. It is very good at what it's doing, but I didn't expect this. I didn't expect it to be this scary, white knuckly. Um, there are jump scares uh, with equal measure of just creepy moments of like, what the hell even is this place? Mm-hmm. It's not even like gory or bloody. No, these aren't even real things. Half the time, these are dolls I'm dealing with, but it's done in a certain way. That the dolls and the the objects in the game just crawl right up my spine and leave a big poop right there in my spine. The, like oh. just oh my gosh, dude! The creep it. factor is huge. Now, if you really the the first one, I it, it was harder to get into the first one. I really loved the first one. I think two uh, took care of most of the things I had any complaints about, which were very few. Uh, but if you get a chance to go back and play the first one. Yeah. It's on. I believe it's on the Game Pass right now. Oh, is it? I might do. Yeah, that. just just take a little look because it's a little bit more gross. I mean, this one's dirty. This one feels dirty, but it doesn't necessarily feel gross. There's a lot of wieners. Oh, not about man wieners, just wieners. Seems like every everywhere you turn, there's like a wiener. Really, like phallic uh, wiener in uh, imagery and stuff in the old one. Yeah, like it's like it, there's like a, there's like a there's like a sausage area where you got to like <laughs> grind out some sausage to to figure out the puzzle. So I mean, it's just. It's huh. odd. I huh. like it. That's that's interesting. Oh, why is this happening? Right. Hold on. What a is that? What happened? I don't know. My screen there I am. suddenly decided I was supposed to enter my password again. There's something <laughs> going really weird today. Ever since this display thing started acting up, it's like sending signals that my computer doesn't understand. So it keeps like right. trying to like, oh, you're re Oh, this this display's asleep. You you have to put a password in to continue. Oh no, it wasn't. I was talking to Brian. He's right here. I know. I'm annoyed. Maybe I wasn't moving around enough. Freaking LG and your widescreen (laughs) five-year-old monitor. I probably need something new. But Something new. Get it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to just let everybody know that that thing is a hell of a game and uh, a lot more than I expected in both uh, quality. Like, it's really nice. That's a good-looking game. But it gets under your skin and hard. And it may just be me. I'm not saying everyone's going to get just as freaked out. But I thought I was going to get into a slightly more creepy limbo game, you know, like limbo. Right. It's not yeah. that, dude. No. Lim- a- limbo has got, got his thing going on. But limbo, I pretty much stayed focused on trying to get the task accomplished. This game, my butthole is always like <laughs> in full yeah. In full squinch mode. Yeah. It's like squinch. I might still be in squinch mode if I'm if I'm right. being truthful. Anyway, some more of that. I don't know what <laughs> nights I'm recording that yet, but sometime this week we'll get a third or fourth session in uh, and beat that game. What you you said it took you about ten, eight to ten hours. Yeah, it, like t- it takes somewhere between five to ten hours according to how long okay. to beat. It took me. It's going to take me probably closer to ten. I'm not finished either, so I still got to go back and, oh, okay. and complete it. I'll yeah. probably it'll probably take me the ten because I did a lot of yeah. starting over with. Uh, 
the soup ladles to the doll heads. That took me forever. Oh, yes. All that took me forever, too. I couldn't time it right. It was that was the I don't know. That was like my one complaint about it was don't make it don't make it hard for me to control. I, you know, whatever well, they were trying to make you. It wasn't so much that the control was hard. It was they were trying to make you do timing stuff. Right. And that's a little reminiscent of like Dark Souls or something where I need to hit exactly exam, or animation frames at exactly the moment that they happen and that sort of thing. And I am now used to it. I know when they so basically the little kids, they run up, they pause for a second. And at the end of the pause, not before they start moving again, but right at the end of that pause, you start swinging. You'll right. get them every time. But it took me forever to hone that in. And to this day, I still still, I still can't quite do it. But yeah. anyway. It, it, they, didn't have, they didn't have that in the first one. There was not a lot of timing other than to run. It was mostly uh, platforming. Yeah. And, and, and uh, mostly timing your platforming, not necessarily timing against uh, an enemy. Right. And this new one, Animation. there's a, there's a part where I'm in the vents, like the air vents in the school. Yes. And the teacher I told you about with the with the neck, <laughs> she decides to just go ahead and rip through that vent and try to get me. And I forgot yeah. to hold down run while I was in there. So she got me like <laughs> twice. And I seriously, I think a little pee came out. I think. Uh, oh, my uh, gosh. It was awful. It was awful. So it's the worst feeling. You, you I think you get attached to the character. And when they get, you know, et up, because that's usually what happens. They get et. Yeah, they get et. And uh, yeah, they get et. And you're like, oh, no, I'm getting et. Yep. And I'm just in the hospital now. I haven't even gotten to the the surgeon guy. I've only seen all of his horrible work. And uh, those things that move, there's no light on them. Freaking F that noise. F that noise. Oh, it's horrendous. (laughs) It's horrendous. Anyway, you can go see the entirety of the, the VODs are also on the Twitch channel if you want to catch them there. But um they're uh, they're nicely contained on the YouTube channel as well. So go check those out. Also, I uh, a couple weeks ago talked about a game called Arcanium, which was like this cool uh, roguelike deck builder, but you had three characters you took on an adventure instead of one. And uh, they're all animals and stuff. And I think I, I gave it a pretty good review. I just wanted to make a small mention that Arcanium had a massive update. They introduced a new character class as well as a ton of balance changes and a whole bunch of sort of quality of life stuff. I think that thing's coming together real nice. I like it a lot. So I just wanted to put one in, another one in there for Arcanium, which I played a bit of this yeah, week as well. Yeah, it's only sixteen ninety nine. That's just the regular price. Hey, we saw uh, Nintendo did a direct, and uh, and uh, you know, not everyone's going to be happy with what they showed. But Skyward Sword got announced, and you put yeah. a note here saying, uh, you know, never played it. Me either. Never I didn't get it. around to it. Didn't either. Uh, required mm-hmm. that Motion Plus business, and I wasn't right. really playing my my. Uh, my Wii then. And I exactly. kind of said, well, that's a game. I guess I'm not playing. So maybe around June or July or whenever this thing's supposed to come out. Uh, I think I am going to play it because there, uh, there's all this talk about how they've made the controls work just fine for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. controller layout and, you know, switch lights and that sort of thing. And, Isn't um, that odd that, yeah, the, the complaint I heard the most about it was it's like, I'm not paying $60 to buy the same game. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, that doesn't matter. Nintendo it. does this all the time. So welcome. To right. The, welcome to the party, pal. Like this is what they do. And either you buy it or you don't. I just bought 3D Mario Land or World for the second time. And right. uh, I was happy to do it. I bought Mario Kart twice. I bought uh, Wind Waker. And when it originally came out on the GameCube and then again on the Wii U. 
Um, and I would buy that again if it came out on the Switch. Like this is what Nintendo I, does this better than anyone in terms of re-releases. Right. And yes, people pay for them, so people can complain about all of that all they want. That is a weird deal to die it, on. Maybe our generation is numb to it because we grew up during uh, the medium wars. Basically, every time you turn around, it's like, oh, we're doing we're doing cassette tapes. No, we're doing vinyl. No, now we're doing CDs. Now we're doing this next generation of thing. Right. So we were constantly repurchasing. Not uh, only that, you know, but that, that you're, I think you're right. That made things feel ephemeral and uh, temporary uh, right. because we got not burned, but it would, we'd have enough of the cycle in our lifetimes to go, okay, well, that's just how it is. And when the new format comes out, I'll be getting fifth element again because now it's in 4K HD and, or whatever. Right. And uh, I think that's, I think that's really, you're actually hitting the nail on the head because today, for somebody who maybe was first introduced to something like, let's say, Super Mario Brothers 3D land, World, I keep saying land, mm. uh, in land 2013 world. or 12 or whatever it was, um, to you, that's just another digital purchase that you made once and now might, might make again. It's actually maybe not even a box mm. copy of that game. Like, that does feel weird to be rebuying yeah. a digital experience that hasn't changed all that much, although they added that big Bowser's thing to it, which is pretty neat. Um, I make yeah, it into yeah. that later. I haven't played it yet, but it it's like uh, it's not organically attached to it, right? It's like a separate game. It's a separate game. It's shorter. Um, it feels like an experiment, but a but a complete one. Like it's not like a tech demo, but I it feels think, like they're yeah. experimenting with a more open world approach to Mario. And I think I like right. it. I've only played two islands or whatever it is in that zone, and not a ton of it yet. But what I've played so far, I think, is pretty. Pretty killer. So they made a bigger value out of it by adding that to it. Mm. But the truth is, if they hadn't added that, I was still going to get it because I really like that game. Nintendo's almost the only company I do this with because everybody else, for some reason, it feels dirty to buy their remakes or their remasters or re-releases. For me, Mm. it doesn't feel that way with Nintendo. And I don't know why. Yeah. They've got me conditioned. I think part of it is is how I rationalize in my head. No facts to back it up. Just how I rationalized it in my head. I go, okay, they're going to re-release Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword uh, on in HD. They're not going to sell as many copies as they did the original. So it's kind of like they're going to be selling fewer. So they still got to recoup their costs. So they I'll still bet have they to, sell more. I think the opposite's going to happen. You think so? They oh, may. Oh, yeah, they 100%. May, they I may, think well, that, there's, there's more switches, right? That's than, why, yeah. And people are starving right, for Wii's. content. So if Nintendo says, hey, we're remaking this thing, everyone's nostalgia kicks in. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man, I'm picking that up. Or, oh, I never played Skyward Sword. That's the one Zelda game I missed. Or whatever. Suddenly you're going to, I think they're going to sell more. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, they're You're not probably stupid. Right. They're not stupid. Oh, they're not stupid. Yeah. Oh, no. But I, on the other hand, I really like Microsoft's uh, backwards compatibility stuff happening in their ecosphere. And oh, yeah, to some degree, Sony's, although theirs is a little weird and, and scattershot, you know, it's not consistent, right. but it's it's still some of that's there. Um, Microsoft has definitely went the way of like how Disney is like, here's our vault. Here's yeah. our vault. Here's yeah. the, just give us a little bit here and there, and you can just come into the vault and just check it out. Play whatever you want in the vault, and then if you don't want to pay, then go. But yeah, like right. uh, PCs have always sort of been, you know, perpetually, certainly with things like Steam in the mm. early aughts, you started to see a permanence to PCs. No matter what your game was or how old it was, it would still play for the most part, unless Windows right. got a new version and it broke or whatever. But for the most part, that stuff stayed. So it's weird how cool I am with all of these ideas. Honestly, right now yeah. I'm the least cool with Sony's because they seem to be the most hell bent on not having too much be backwards compatible or forward right. purchasable or all that. 
And I wish they were a little more, I think they're going to have to, they're going to be forced to do that. But for some reason, I'm, I'm, I give Nintendo a, a wide open lane with that and go, yeah, that's Nintendo. I don't know why it doesn't bother me there. I don't know. <laughs> they're consistent. They're, I, I think that's probably one of the most important things. Just like everything else in, in, in this life, we appreciate consistency. So if yeah. you're consistently this, then, you know. Well, there's Tally, pass. a generation behind us, saying I will replay Ocarina of Time on any system they release it to. So there are, you know, yeah. I don't think we're alone. I think Nintendo just has a specific niche in the space that is a little bit unlike anyone else's. Yeah, yeah. And even more so now because the Switch is its own thing. It doesn't compete with these other consoles. It yeah. sells wonderfully on its own, and it's usually a companion device to other people's gaming lives. And and it's just a weird ass. And they finally found it. They finally know this. They don't need to make a console that goes, hey, we're going to fight the big boys or we're going to get back to number one. It's not how it works anymore. Nintendo's all yeah. about... Do you want what we make? Here's the only place you're ever going to get it. And it turns out we make crack. So come get our, our crack. <laughs> it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, part of the business that I think is fascinating. But uh, anyway. yeah, I don't know how they do it. And I don't know why we keep agreeing to, to, to the way they're doing it. But we seem to have all come to the agreement that sure. Yeah. We'll do your, we'll play your game. Nintendo. We'll play your game again. Yeah. And there are other examples of this. I think certain games just supersede. The notion of I'm not buying it again, things like the new uh, the chat room just mentioned it, the Mass Effect uh, re-release, remaster thing that's coming out. They're going to sh- sell a shit ton of those, a shit ton yeah. of that com- of that threesome game. How and, many would uh, you like? A shit ton, you say? A shit ton, yes. Yeah. Please ship a shit ton to walmart.com or wherever. <laughs> but I'm And I'm going to play that game again. Sure, why not? I already owned it, but I don't care. I'll play hey, it again. Hey, let's go. Let's do it. It's great to have a little disposable income, isn't it, Scott? Well, I guess that's it, right? And a lot. And yeah. you, you and I are lucky in some ways. We get a lot of free codes, and and that helps. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, even for you know, for just if you love a thing, and you love it enough to say, "I got this new platform, I'd like to play it again," and I think I'm going to do it, Absolutely. then go ahead. But if you'd rather Stop. dig your feet in and be you know angry about it, that's fine too. <laughs> be who you want to be. You be you. All right. You be. Just yeah. a reminder, chat room, this mug was only $40. <laughs> chat room, <laughs> Fastidious says, you rich Americans and your disposable income. Oh, how boy, howdy. I wish that was true. But, you know, like paying 39 bucks for a remaster that yeah. might be the only game but you play I, for I four think months. Everybody, I think everybody in this room, I think we're preaching to the choir. Everybody in the chat room and me and you, we we love us some video games, and that's where we spend our money, dadgummit. And so... You can't judge us for that too harshly, can yeah, you? It's what we do. It's how we, it's do. we do. It's what we do. I don't. I don't go out. I don't buy a boat. I don't get fishing gear, and all the other things that I see people that are around me doing because of where I live. Yeah, I buy video. Oh yeah, you live near a. I mean, you got like the beach life and Lakes. everything else. Same with yeah. us. We have like you know major outdoor stuff here, skiing and everything. If I skied or golfed like some of my friends do, yeah, or shoot. I should triple my video game funds for how much my friends spend on golf. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen these people? Oh, it's insane. Oh my God. It's insane. My friends easily justify people with not like incredibly well-paying jobs or anything are justifying in some cases a thousand dollars a month in club fees and keeping up their balls and bags, (laughs) their balls and bags, (laughs) (laughs) their, their equipment. Keep them up. Their equipment, they do uh, before COVID, many of them would do trips to, you know, courses because that was like their their gig and that would add a bunch of money to it. I mean, they spend 
so much money on one thing. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, is it that bad that I bought two video games in the month of February? Probably not. Probably not. I'm surrounded by people who have stuff like horses and it's like, Oh, you got horses. Cool. How much does it cost to own a horse? Well, it costs this much money. And then you go, Oh, plus I have to have a trailer. Plus I have to have a $70,000 truck to pull that trailer. (laughs) Plus I have to go take days off from work to go get hay so I can save a little money on that. And I'm like, Holy crap. It adds up. You know, I feel bad for buying, you know, a PS five, you know, it's, I'm like, yeah, we're, I, I, what I'm saying is we are hanging off the conservative end of this. We just don't know it. So oh, yeah, yeah, there's totally. that. All I right. feel, I feel blessed. I feel, I feel, I feel like I, I, I found the thing that I like in this life and I'm enjoying it. And I think you should too, if you have it. Damn straight. It. If you don't go for it, you want to buy a ski do do it, get it. Oh, ski do. Yeah, baby. Yeah. You want to buy yourself a four wheeler? Get it. Oh uh, yeah. Do you want to, uh, you know, go into debt on a timeshare of a freaking fishing boat? <laughs> do it. But I'm going to buy a couple. Because (laughs) all of that keeps our economy running. That's That's how the economy works. You keep keep working, you keep buying crap, then you die. Yeah, and And then I'm going to just keep buying a couple of video games a month and and pay down my house with the rest, okay? (laughs) So I don't have any debt when I'm old. I feel feel much better now if I have justified my nasty (laughs) habit. All right. Yeah. We all feel a little better about how we're living. Let's do this. Right, right, right. Time to talk about the games we played this week, and there are a couple of great indie selections. I will say this, though. Uh, I forgot to mention, there's a new Mario Golf coming. Ooh. Ooh I love Mario Golf games. I don't know what it is about yes. those. Speaking big-headed. of taking care of your bag and balls. Exactly. But I don't even, like, I like Hot Shots Golf. I like any of the big-headed, dumb so guy bad. golf games that are not normal, serious golf games. And uh, the Mario games are always those, and I just love them. Love them, love them. First one I ever bought was a Game Boy. Uh, what was that thing called? Not, not the Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy Color. The, right. the original version of the original Game Boy that had a color screen. Uh, had Mario Golf for that. I had it on the uh, GBA DS, 3DS, I think. I think 3DS had one. Uh, GameCube I, it definitely would, it had one. would be one. wrong if it didn't. I definitely had one on the GameCube. Maybe N64. I don't remember. I don't think so, actually. GameCube for sure. And uh, I think that's all there's been. It's time, damn it. It is freaking time for a damned Mario golf game, and it's happening. So I just wanted to throw that out there. All right, let's talk about my first game of the week. Uh, I'm first and only. We only do one. (laughs) We do one each. Um, I played a game that I'm very surprised about how much I liked it. And the game is called Blasphemous. Blasphemous, Blasphemous from the past. Blasphemous. Um, all right. So Blasphemous. I got to fix your video on the second screen. I forgot we were doing that. Oh, um, it's not your fault. It's the stupid, weird monitor outage I had. Um, anyway, so Blasphemous. It is a 2D uh, side scrolling. Oh, weird. Did you hear that? Hold on. No. What happened? My, my mixer is being funky. Okay. Man, today everything wants to just bite me in the hole, and I'm pissed. It's, that's how it is some days. Yeah, I don't like it though. It can. You know what you need? You need to spend some more money on your equipment. Yeah, more <laughs> more money on the equipment. That's what we need. Less money on those video games, more on the equipment. Uh, all right. So the game is the game in question is a game called Blasphemous, and yes. uh, it's Love a very cool game. game made by the Kitchen or the Game Kitchen is the name of the developer. It was published by Team Seventeen. We like a lot of what they do. Um, a lot of people think of Team 17 as just the worms 
right team, but they're way more than just the worms team. Um, they make things that aren't just worms. <laughs> they make, uh, or they don't, they publish and otherwise other games, but, uh, and this is one of those. Anyway, uh, so the concept of Blasphemous is it is a side scrolling. Um, I'm going to skip ahead because the chat room this is boring for the chat. There we go. Uh, it's a side-scrolling Metroidvania type, but with a very high difficulty level that I would put right. on par with something like a 2D Souls-like game, uh, sort of in terms of like setting and feel and tone in that. It's like um, a really dark, uh, hand-animated uh, pixel art-looking thing, and the, and the darkness is very like, I don't know, Diablo 1 or 2 style dark a lot of demonic imagery a lot of you know mysterious like oh yes the freaking uh zone of thunder where the man has lost his way or you know whatever it's like a lot of that kind of narration um there's counters and uh, a lot of sort of attacks from enemies that you want to be able to learn and sort of memorize and you know do real good job at dodging and missing and and uh, parrying right. at the right time and that sort of thing again very souls like so souls like that, that yeah souls like in that part yeah uh, the thing that really stands out for me is the art style. It's this very cool 2D, uh, you know, very, very smoothly animated sort of 2D sprite business. And uh, in terms of structure, you're going to be like, oh, okay, here's a big map and it looks like Metroid or, or Castlevania in terms of like it's, you know, goes deep and high and low and left and right. And and you can uh, fast travel between some of the points eventually. There are save points before you get to major encounters. Those encounters are really hard, so that's good, so that you don't end up dying a lot. But they, but they're still, you know, selective save points throughout the world. Um, yeah, like the people I would point this to is and say you're going to like this would be people that normally get into, um, a cat like a serious Castlevania game, and and the best example of that would be like the PlayStation One's Symphony of the Night. I think, yeah, this that's is like that. Yeah, uh, it's very metal, super metal. <laughs> um, I love the big dunce cap he's wearing. Yeah, it's made out by, by the way, that hat has a significant story. So it's it's wrapped in barbed wire um, inside of it. In the very early scenes of this thing, I killed uh, a boss, tore off its right. head or something. I don't remember where I got it, but I tore <laughs> off this, or cut this creature open <laughs> and then poured all of its blood into my cone head. And then put it back on my head and the blood just kind of gushed everywhere and went down my shoulders and everything. And this really great 2D full screen animated thing uh, in this art style, but like all close up and stuff. And it's just very like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a, it's it, it, that's why I keep bringing up Diablo. It reminds me of those early Diablo games where it's all just very dark sanctum. Save me from the dark of the bear, bear, bear. Very self-serious and there's nothing goofy going on in this game. Um, other than the hat seems kind of like kind of goofy, but the way they play no, it I out, think, it's, but I think I think the 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 hat actually adds a bit of uh, makes it makes it unsettling. Yeah, and it, I, I it like really that. does. That's, that's good. It really does. Now these guys with the with the uh, uh, what do you call these? The candles, candelabras. Um, yeah, yes. they're a holes. Uh, I just want them. Well, obviously, die. I mean, look at they're they're trying to chase you. By the way, the animation is freaking amazing for this pixelated style. Oh, isn't it great? I love that part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got this playing in 60 frames over here, but the chat's only seeing it in 30. doesn't do it quite justice. It's a little smoother than, uh, than this lets on. But um, it's, see, look at this stuff. Like, what are they even yeah. trying to do to me? Now, is, is this you playing or is this no, somebody else? No, it's somebody else. I'm freaking out. Now, you'd, you'd watch me die and barely get past the second screen. 
Right. How it would and go did for you me. play this on the PC or the Game Pass? Where I got this said? on PC and I found it on okay. sale on Steam for ten bucks. And I thought nice. that seemed cool. Uh, half off, I guess. So normally right, twenty. Right, right. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna get this twenty four ninety nine. That's what it is. So it was le- it was more than half off. And uh, it's oh, got uh, it's got some new content, right? Because I've played it before, but I haven't played the most recent content yeah because this is actually not super new came out uh september of 2019 so the game was technically released pre-covid and uh and uh since then they've you know supported it well like you said there's some new uh downloadable stuff that i think is just free it's a downloadable update that's just free there's the save point by the way whenever he gets one of those shrines he kneels by it and puts a sword down but it's all very like some dnd metalheads nerd in high school's idea of a good time like it's it definitely leans into that whole I don't know dark dark fantasy like look at this right. thing in this lap of this this monster he's got to fight like look at oh this. my god look badass. at that so wicked I never got to this part but I I definitely fought a bunch of these creatures they're all they have like roots and stuff they're yep. like sticking to the ground yep again like some somebody in your art class who in the corner of the room is drawn just the most badass shit on his trapper keeper you know like right. Just scrawling on there, listening to ACDC on his headphones, on his Walkman. Like, there's just something about, or maybe even like Black, more like Black Sabbath or freaking Iron Maiden or something. It's definitely kind of got that vibe. Um, it's uh, it's really cool. Um, I'm not super far. So for me, I, I can't really speak to the full experience yet. I wish I could have played it a little bit more. But like I said, it's hard. I found myself getting killed a lot. Um, I am, I am getting better though. And that's what do you want a good game like this to do is to make <laughs> you feel like you're getting better, you know? Um, but it definitely, it's a challenge, this game and threw me for a loop. I would highly recommend this game. Yeah. It just, it, from, from the, the bit I played, I played for, I played probably a good eight hours when I played this game back. Oh yeah. You've had more ago. time than and me. I, want, I think I only ended up with five or something um, before I was, able I wanted to, to come back and visit it. Cause I remember some of the areas were, uh, brutal. Cause you would, you would, Remember dying a lot and having to uh, restart from the checkpoints. That's where you were kneeling at, yeah. uh, and having to keep keep trying to get there. And I remember thinking that some of the balancing was kind of hard because you would you would go from one area and it would seem like forever before you would get to the next checkpoint. Yeah, and it would just be so brutal. The but chat, I remember being a lot of fun. It is, and the chat rooms right now making the comparison are saying, "Hey, did you ever play Dead Cells? This looks like Dead Cells." It's nothing. It's <laughs> nothing like Dead Cells. That. I mean, Dead Cells, yes, is a side-scrolling game, and yes, it has some similarities to the Metroidvania makeup or whatever. But that game is like a pure roguelike. This is a, I don't know, more traditional Metroid-like uh, game. Uh, there, you're not doing start. You're not starting over a lot. You're you're continuing through a story. Um, this guy's name's Ten Pie Dad, by the way. This creature you're fighting. I don't, I don't know what that <laughs> means. Ten Pie Dad is yeah. here. Ten, ten, watch out for Ten Pie Dad. He'll he knows what's up. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's very cool. Uh, is it the kind of game I would play as much as something like Dead Cells, which I played a lot of Dead Cells. Yeah, but you're supposed to, right? Dead Cells is all about keep going, go again, go again, go again. This game is more about. Um, boy, this is challenging. This story is really compelling. Oh, I forgot to save. Okay, I'm going to have to go back here. Oh, this place, I've already been here. Okay, I got to go find a shortcut. Or Like, there's a lot of that stuff going on. I think the story beats are really cool. Um, again, it's just bleak and gnarly. It's just gnarly. It's very metal. Everything it reminds me about is just metal. Every time I see it, I like, I just want to play some metal soundtrack to it. Metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, uh, oh, look at this head. 
I put day. in 15 but, hours, apparently, according to Steam on this game. I need to go back and complete. I only got one out of 45 achievements. <laughs> How's that all? Jeez. I think I've got at least a couple. Um, I'm going to play some audio from this. Uh, it's not a lot, but just to give you a taste of it. So here's some blasphemous sound. Because it is my guilt, I claim you grievous miracle. Now she's going to try to stab herself. Oh, she didn't quite make it. chest hurt with regret. She's got this like totem. She keeps banging against her chest, and then this one time, once again, goes right through her. And then later, here's some gameplay. And thus, guilt, repentance, mourning, and every pain of the soul of all kind were visibly and tangibly manifested everywhere. And in all of us. See how serious it is? It's like almost yeah, like so, Darkest Dungeons a little bit. Like, Yeah. That's so Catholic too, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> you must suffer for your sins yeah. for them to be cleansed from your body. Yeah, kind of that stuff. It's, Isn't it, that Catholic? I don't know. No, well, that's the thing. I think that Catholic kids. <laughs> Old school Catholic. Catholic kids, Catholic. Catholic kids who, were, who grew up in families where they really, where the families really honed in on the scary bits. Right. Exorcisms and... You know, you if you really want to go far with somebody with like old school Catholicism, you can scare the shit out of your kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that maybe this game may have been made by somebody like that. I don't know. I actually don't <laughs> know. Like, I shouldn't. Say. I was scarred, and now yeah. I must express it artistically in this game. It's exactly what they've done. So it's oh, see, look at this. Look at this creature. Look at this bloody feet. This is very. I mean, it, that's obviously very sort. of yeah, crucifixion sort of. That's that's from that. Was that from the scene you were just playing? And that lady's got the boobs. Look at her with the boobies. Uh, she does. Yeah. You can't hardly see her for all the stabs, but oh wow, that is some seriously dark red pepperonis. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like, a, and they and like all of this is done in the in the sixteen bit era style uh, of art, yeah. including cutscenes of like close ups and backups and. Just gothic and rad. Um, I don't know. I just think yeah. it's cool. So yeah, I love it. it was yeah. there, there was no multiplayer aspect. No, no, no. Single I, player. Man, I, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking so much lately. I'm like, God, me and Scott need to play some, some Vidge games. Maybe we'll play the one you're going to review, actually, because that oh, thing yeah. looks Remote like play it. on phone. No, that's not assist. No, not okay, the same. Okay, We're good. talking about like, hey, want to co-op or fight each other? That's right. Yeah. Let's do some co-op or team up or something. Damn straight. Uh, okay, so this thing's available everywhere. Um, that includes uh, Windows, uh, of course, uh, Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Linux, Mac OS, Series X, Series S, and PS5. Although those They're versions everywhere. are just pushed forward from the previous versions, but... It's a cool little game currently on sale. Is it still on sale? Uh, I, did, I don't know. I, I see I can add the digital deluxe edition to my already current owned version for eleven sixty six. So I'm thinking. Oh, that's weird because I only played nine bucks total. Um, but right. maybe I don't have the extra. I probably stuff. missed this. Field. I probably missed this. Field. I think this is also on uh, the Game Pass or something, I believe, wasn't it? Is it? It probably I don't know is. if it currently is or not. It seemed like it was at one point in time. Blasphemous. Knowing my luck, it probably is on Game Pass, and I didn't know it. Right. So went ahead and spent the money. 49 anyway. of my friends on Steam already have this game. Well, it's a, it's a cool game, that's dude. A lot of, that's a lot of people. You have a lot of friends. That's what you have. Well, yeah, yeah. Brian, tell I, me about I Valheim got, got and whether Val... Excuse me. The game you call Valheim, whether it's any good or not. 
Valheim. Also, by the way, record, for the record, I also got Valheim, but I've hardly, I've been in maybe a half an hour. I haven't had any time to play Valheim. So really excited about your take. Okay, go. Yes, yes. Valheim. Uh, I, I was gifted this game uh, by, by a good man. Oh, uh, Tanner Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. So Valheim. It is Valheim, not Valheim. It is <laughs> a, it, it is a, what you would think it is, a survival game and set in Viking terms with a lot of that Norse mythology. And so you're probably thinking, oh, goody, another survival game. What do I start out naked and have to go punch some trees? You yeah. kind of do. Yeah. You yeah. Do. Although you, you fly do. in there on a on a bird, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You do you don't just like wake up like near a campfire like in a lot of these survival games. You just wake up and like ah oh, the birds dropping me ah. Yeah. Uh, there's a big story before it. It talks about about um. Uh, he's like, hey, you know who's cool? Odin. He's pretty cool. Odin's pretty rad. But Odin's yeah. beard. He's gonna he's gonna drop. He's he's split. He's split the world, I believe. I I only kind of caught halfway caught part of the story because you know how it is when you're loading up a game. It's like, wait, I'm still messing with my settings. Stop telling me story. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think happened. <laughs> I think I think Odin had a, like a little fit, you know, as the gods do. And uh, he split up the uh, this procedurally generated world into biomes, and you start out in the meadows as a good Viking, uh, and you're in Valheim. It's kind of a purgatory or Valheim. Yeah. And it's kind of a purgatory, and you're trying to uh, work your way back to Odin's beard so you can climb in there and uh, make yourself a nest. Let me ask you this. What do you, what do you think about this idea that when you pull out the long view of the camera in this game, it's right. this gorgeous, beautiful world with lighting and the stuff and the everything. If you zoom in, you realize it's like Quake 1 in here. <laughs> it is. So that's one of the things I love about this game. I love and hate if you if you pull back, like you said, this is me playing. By the way, if you pull back, it is this beautiful environments that are just gorgeous. But then when you zoom in, you realize this is a low polygon game. Uh, you know, there's the especially the characters are they're just wrapped. They're like blobs, and they're wrapped, like you said, with quake old yeah, they quake all look style like quake. Yeah. wrappings. It looks and, like they're, uh, it, they're I, like the texture mapping is like um, what, what's that? What's the word I'm thinking of? It's, we used to use it a lot when you'd make GIF files or. Right, um, right. Well, those things BMPs, weren't they? Yeah, uh, but yeah, the you would just you would wrap the, the gradation. You call it something; it's called something. Oh anyway. yeah, dithered, dithering. Yeah, it's like all yeah, this dithering dithered. going on, and and if you get close to the grass, it's like almost like Minecraft grass. Right. Um, it's weird, but it works somehow. Yeah. I don't know why it works, but it does. It it works because when you pull out, I, I don't usually stay too close to my character just for that purpose. Because I'll tell you, nothing's worse than you'll you be run your little fir- you know your first person character, third person. Uh, you run your little character around, and and the the camera actually will swing around your character. And if you're zoomed in too close, you're like ooh, oh, oh, dude, you yeah. need some help. It's ugly. You're ugly. Yeah. Uh, but you like a Viking, so why not? Yeah. That's all right. I don't have right? a problem with it. I think it's actually a neat take uh not what i expected somebody once asked me hey do you think like playstation one era graphics will ever be a thing we would look at again later and feel nostalgic about it or 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 you know like we do with pixel art or something would we see it as more than what it was which was this awkward stepping stone to 3d and i've always said i don't think we're ever going to care for it but this game makes me wonder because it's kind of that and not not entirely because the rest of the world you know the the combination of of things in this game are kind of gorgeous, but the stylization yeah. of it is definitely that kind of lo-fi PS one era of three D or whatever. 
Right. And it has to be. And the reason why is I think they they were really smart here. They made this game accessible, very accessible to the point that uh, just about anybody could should be able to run it somewhere. It's only a gig in size for yeah. the whole download. And you're talking about procedurally generated game uh, that's pretty large. And uh, there's a lot to see. And so they, they've decided to go with this this look because in the end of the day, it's the gameplay that really sells this game. The crafting, you know, and the exploring uh, and and fighting bosses. And uh, that's where it's really at. It really is the building. I mean, if yeah. I compare this to anything, I would almost compare it to how I felt when I first started playing Minecraft. Because the building is just very, I wouldn't even say it's robust. I think it's just. It's just fun. It, it's just fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, you got to figure it out. It's like, oh. All right, because there's very little information. You're not given very much. You just yeah. start, and it's like, here you go. The bird dropped you off. Uh, you're naked. Go uh, go punch some trees, get some wood, collect some stone, make a club, and go beat the crap out of uh, you know some animals or you know knock down a tree, get some more wood, uh, build the next thing, build yourself a crafting bench, and then build yourself a, a place to live because you're getting cold. Yeah. The game lets you know when you're getting cold. That's about it. Otherwise... Only guide you really have here is a bird who uh, shows up occasionally and said, "Good job." Yeah, that bird. Now you can, can do this. Bite me. He can bite me. That bird. Yeah, he gives you like a little. He gives you like a little. Uh, he gives a little pep talk and he says. Then he gives you like a little riddle and it's like, "Oh my god, what are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how the runes are too. Like, there's a bunch of runes. It's Vikings. So every time you walk up to like a stone, it's got like you know those runes carved into the side of it, and you try it'll translate over, and you read, and it's very flowery. And uh, you're like, okay, am I supposed to get something from that? I'm not getting anything, so I'm just going to keep going. Right. What makes this game fun, though, is you know just a little, a little bit uh, at a time, the slow upgrade of skills. It, your skills, by the way, are very simple. Everything is just basic in this game. Yeah. This game is truly. Let's get back to basics, and that's it is kind of that way. Like when you run, it eventually will level you up for running. Yeah, for running. Yeah, it, it's it's often, like the old Elder Scrolls games. It's like. Oh, you ran a lot and jumped. Guess what? We're we're gonna up your level for jumping and running. Well right. done. Uh, that's an interesting take for this thing. I think it really is. Yeah. And you, you feel like you're constantly achieving something, and five minutes will turn into two hours real quick because you don't realize. Oh, I need to run down to the river and grab ten rocks because I want to make this thing. Yeah. And next thing you know, six hours later, you've built that thing and about twenty more things because everything requires the previous thing. Yeah. So like the workbench has an area. So like if you build a workbench, but you want to build a house or build some kind of structure, it has to be within so far of that workbench. Yeah. And uh, so it's just all this balancing act. But all of that's just survival stuff. That's just basic. They just nailed all of that. What makes it fun is each biome has its own kind of boss. Mm. Now, it's not an officially tied together biome boss type of thing. But when you start out in the meadows, you have to go kill deer so that you can get uh, a couple of deer heads. And then you can go summon uh, the deer god or the deer titan, whatever he is in this scenario, the deer boss. And uh, he comes out. He's like, you know, five times bigger than you shooting electricity out of his antlers. Yeah. And you got to fight him. And he's cool. Yeah. Speaking of all it's heavy metal, cool. that thing's pretty heavy metal. In fact, Brian, you oh sent me some gosh. audio. I'm going to play some of this. Uh, yes. Here's uh so I've, I've combined the clips as basically you doing some work and then you fighting your deer. Here you go. That's just everyday chill right there. Yeah. That's just you chopping, 
Yeah, making it get her getting her done. Okay, here we go. Here's the intense stuff. Tearing stuff down. Chopping it up. Here he comes. Metal time. So the bot, the whole, I, I guess the end point of the game is to beat each biome's boss, right? But right. you can still. There's five biomes currently. Uh, and those little, those little, uh, they're they're working on more biomes, so this game's going to keep growing. It is currently twenty dollars, and I have a feeling that as it gets out of early access, which it probably never will, you know, it's going to be kind of like that how Minecraft was forever. So it's going to be just kind of like a little bit of time, and but I think the price will go up over time. So twenty dollars is a great opportunity to get in. Yep. Go ahead and get in now, as a lot of people have already done. I think over three million copies in three weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's one of the best-selling crazy. Steam games and indie games ever. Um, I don't think anybody saw this thing no. coming out of nowhere and just like creaming everybody. It's, it's still at the top of the charts. I have a feeling that it, um, it all comes down to the, well, like you said, they focused on the simplicity of the gameplay, but have enough of it that it still there's there's complicated I mean, it's just not complicated in a bad way it's complicated right. in a fun way um because you just sort of keep your head around everything like it's not that right. difficult to kind of know what you got to do next and when to do it and everything else it's like i'm struggling right now in uh satisfactory and factorio oh. for that matter because i'm just shitty at organizing i'm really bad at like all right well these these uh <laughs> You know, these deposits of ore should flow into this this part of the factory, and then those should output plates and wire, and that thing should... Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just bad at making all yeah. that stuff efficient. This game doesn't really worry about that it, so much. I mean, there's ways to min-max, but it's mostly just go. Go play. Yeah, it's hilarious because uh, a lot of things you have to do. Like, you have to have a crafting table. That crafting table has to have at least three sides and a roof in order for you to be able to actually craft with it. You can lay it down so you can deconstruct other things. But in order for it to really work, you have to follow along with the rules. And I was really trying to make everything perfect. Yeah. This game doesn't require you to be perfect. Like, you can literally just make yourself a shack. You walk in, you throw up some walls. They don't have to be straight. Yeah. They just got to cover enough of the stuff. And then you can throw some thatch roofing on. And does it have to be perfect? No. no. And I spent so much time <laughs> trying to make everything perfect because yeah. I'm so used to that. And I finally realized I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't. Have, I, I'm not. I'm going to leave this camp in about five minutes. Right. Why am I trying to make it perfect? Just throw a stupid thing up there and just go. Yeah. There's also. And, I, uh, I I don't know if I'm alone in this, but my initial time in it, which again, 45 minutes, half hour, something like that. It wasn't very long. Right. But I immediately got a World of Warcraft vibe. Yes. Um, and by that, I don't mean like, you know, the world of world, the world of world of Warcraft or, or any of that, or, or even just the sense that it's an MMO cause it isn't, but just the picking up stuff. Let's go craft things. Um, it's almost like little quests. I don't know. It's, yes. it reminds me of like the early days of wow. It's, it's weird. I, I got the same, I couldn't nail it either, but I got the same effect when I was playing. I was like, yeah, this reminds me of what I loved about wow. I think it's because of you know what to expect in areas because we're in the meadows right now. This is the starting place that you start in the yeah. game, and uh, it's it's pretty low key. Uh, you can beat most things uh, with your fist. It helps if you have a club, but you don't have to. If you get to some further biomes, they'll let you know. If you walk into a biome you're not supposed to be in yet, like if you go into the swamp biome, it'll tell there's you there's poison there. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't, if you haven't equipped your character. 
to handle that, it'll die pretty quick. However, you're, you're, there's a good chance you're not going to die. Yeah. There's a good chance that you're going to survive. Yeah. So, uh, is this well balanced? This basics is just I love it. I've had I've I can't I can't wait to play more. I've only put in about eight hours, and I mean that is like nothing. No, that's just nothing. cracking the surface. The other thing is, yeah, you know, I'm seeing video of people doing some insane like fortresses and oh yeah, like cities and, almost. Like I don't know how they're doing this crap, but they're we're doing uh, in in our group uh, bombats. You know who does. Film sack, yeah. uh, all the stuff and everything. Anyway, he he said he set up a server for us, and we've been doing that. The servers hold up to about uh, ten players, I believe. Yeah. And I got on there, and everybody just th- there was like three or four of us on there, and we just we built us a place like in no time. Sharing resources is great, and it's you just like you can just move right along really quick. So the the multiplayer aspect is is really working well for me yeah. as well and just don't get you know you'll very quickly get over it but if you get right up next to a tree you'll go oh yeah it's this, no, no, yeah the, the like, point is to never stop long enough <laughs> to notice any of that yeah but yeah. if you look in the sky it's really cool because uh i think i think odin actually uh separated I, there's something with the life tree that i didn't quite catch all the story i need to go back and pay attention to that uh, but he split the life tree or something. If you look in the sky, it's, it's just so freaking like awesome because it's far away up there. Yeah. And it just looks really cool. Yeah. That's uh, That is pretty rad. Oh, right. you've run all is, the way back to your, uh, Oh, is this where you spawn the, um, so you spawn yeah. the creatures at that little, uh, Stonehenge area. Actually, this is where you start, uh, yeah. and you'll have, uh, places to place your trophies. So after you beat a boss, you place oh, the trophy okay. there and then you can pick up uh, your sp- every time you beat a boss, you get uh, a, like a, a like a buff or a, a power yeah. uh, that you get to add, and usually it's, it 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 only lasts for so long. But you can I think uh, the first one you kill the deer I think in- increases your stamina and your speed, and uh, there's a lot of factors there too. There's all kinds of things like you know how much stuff you're carrying, what are you carrying. There's there's a lot of stats here, so if you want to dig in deep, you can. But that little place where you saw, like I said, you can you can hang your trophies as you go through the the five biomes of of bosses and uh, put your trophies there. And look you go, at this tra- chat! Like this is a gorgeous game until you realize that they did it with four four bucks and a piece of string. Like it's so weird. They really did. It's so weird which, to me. I just I which makes love it, it totally accessible. Like I said, the accessibility of this game is really well. I mean, twenty bucks, uh, you know, a gig. Uh, for the downloads, you can crank down the graphics until the point just works really well on just about any machine I've thrown at it so far. Yeah, and uh, so I've enjoyed it. The, the developer is Iron Gate. Uh, publisher is Coffee Stain Publishing, and it came out February the second, twenty twenty one. And uh, I've enjoyed it. It says it's about one hundred and three hours on how long to beat. I don't. <sighs> No, if that's just to beat the bosses or if that's just some kind of averaging that people have done. But well, people, there are definitely people who have beaten all the bosses and are just building oh, out absolutely. massive absolutely. cities and just covering the land with with Viking super fortresses. And Right. Oh, my God. I didn't even talk about hitting the, the, the water biome because there's there's actually the sea. You can build ships. You can fast. Tra- you can get travel you know, places a lot faster. There's portals you can set up by names alone. This mm-hmm. game is huge. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be talking about this game for a while. Mm. Uh, it's probably going to take me months just to get to a place that I feel like I've actually experienced. Let me ask you this. Are you supposed proper. to have a base of operations or is it okay to be out in the middle of nowhere and go, you know what? I'm going to make a, right. a workbench out here and do some shit out here. Can you do that? I think, 
Absolutely. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, uh, what I what I've seen most people do is they set up one base and then you set up some portals. Uh, oh, you that can do one portals? base. You just keep. Yeah. So I'm never going to quit. I'm part- never going to stop playing this game once I get into it. I just know it. Yeah. Because when you when you get it, you, you have to you find these stones and you can create portals. And so you just if you name two points the same name yeah. you can portal back and forth between the two so you, you'll set up a, eventually you'll set up a base of operations no sense of doing that early game early game you're just a viking and it you know the the cost of stuff is so cheap because m- there's so many resources they're very collectible and it's just you just keep you just keep going you just keep going until you get to a certain point you beat enough bosses you come back then maybe you design some stuff that's how i play it well, That's how I would play. I it. think it's pretty neat. Uh, check it out again. The game is Valheim. I'm going to give it eight by Odin's bid oh. out of ten Valhalla's. Dang it! All right, mine for blasphemous. Ten hail marys out of t- <laughs> no eight and a half hail marys out of ten. There you go. <laughs> Back to the Catholic thing. All right, well done there. Uh, good stuff. Now we got to do one of these deals right here. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Time to play Guess Our Game, and Guess My Game includes us playing audio clips of games we selected from the past, and we try to guess what those games are. Uh, We try not to be too obscure, or else what's the point? It has to be something that's sort of recognizable. And uh, Brian, I'm going to start with mine. This is a game that I chose from the year 1989. Ooh, that's old. Yeah, 89, very old. Uh, It is uh, a game I thought was rad. And let's just say it was on console, and I'll see if you can figure it out. This oh. is just the music, because huh. the rest, the rest, you're not going to be able to figure out. But the music, you might. So here you go. Any guesses? Wow, is this a I'm trying to figure out the sound chip? Is is that an NES or is that Genesis? Genesis. Okay, that I would thought it sounded more Sega-ish. Yeah, Sega oh. Genesis. Oh wait, do I have the year right? Because Genesis came out when? Hold on. Oh, Sega. is it Genesis? Because that would be yeah, that would be much later, right? Hold on. Genesis and Mega Drive came out on. Oh no, this is right. Eighty-eight. So this came out. Wow. Is that wow? Yeah. Yeah, it came out Holy in eighty-nine Genesis. in North America. But yes, we had it that year, and this game came out in America on there. I will say it's a Japanese game as well, if that helps. And it's right. a very popular okay. series. There's currently, this is the other hint. There's currently a uh, big full-blown sort of multiplayer version of this that you can play, I guess, huh. uh, now. Interesting. Um, let's say, let's call it one of the great progenitors of something like uh, Destiny and Destiny 2. Let's say that those, let's say the Destiny games owe some thanks to this old series. Okay, and was it was there more to the to the audio clip? That's all that, I got for you. That's all. That's you all I got. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, geez, I don't know. Chat room I, knows. that music doesn't sound very familiar to me. It's not something that I that I played apparently. Chat room knows, but they've got the wrong version. Oh, interesting. So I'll just tell you. You no, ready? It's yeah. Fantasy. Like I said, I don't, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Here you go. That's because you got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Fantasy Star Two. Fantasy Star. Oh, two. I never played the Fantasy Star series. Yeah, Fa- Fantasy Star is awesome uh, for what it was and when it was. I don't know if I'd want to play so much now, but the uh, in fact, I think two is on the Genesis Mini thing. I oh, think. I got that. I, I'll have to check it out then. I think that game's on there. If not, the first one at least is. One of the Fantasy Stars is on there, but uh, but they were really ahead of their time. Really interesting games, and um, they were kind of action RPGs before there were such a thing. Kind of. 
I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in Diablo that I think is not lifted from Fantasy Star, but definitely some ideas that are shared uh, with those games. And it's a it's a super interesting game. So if you've not seen it or heard much about it, you can find like long plays of it on YouTube and see all of Fantasy Star 2 for the Genesis 1989s. I, this would not have been my jam back in the day, but as, as, as I've matured as a gamer, gamer. I, I think this is something I'd like to check out. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like, it was one of the, uh, the part. Well, it was very action oriented, so I was into it. But back then, I didn't like turn based things at all. Right nowadays, I pre- now nowadays I prefer them. <laughs> so right. So I don't know what. Is it changed. my turn again yet? Come yeah. on. I don't know what changed, but I, I've flipped completely. All right, uh, there's that, Brian. I'm going to play yours. Uh, I have no idea what this is, so let me see if I can figure it out. Is this Gunstar Heroes? It is. Uh, it is a run and gun type game for the SNES system. Okay. It's as redundant. SNES is a system. The rapid fire is throwing me. It reminds me of Gunstar so much. Um, Tally has nailed it. What's the uh, in the chat room? What's the uh, so it was a console title? Console game, not a uh, yes. Uh, console game was the SNES. Oh yeah, you said that. Um, you said run and gun, run and gun. Uh, what if I told you it was published by Konami? Oh, uh, uh, Commando then, Commando. Something close. It's oh. uh, is Contra Three. Oh shit. The what am I thinking Alien of Commando? Wars. What Commando am I thinking of? Commando? That's not Ando. it. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, I, I, I mix up Contra and Commando every day. I do too. Yeah, all the time. Uh, Contra 3, you say. The third one. All right. The third one. Do you know how many quarters they put in Contra 1? I don't even want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. I put so many. Nickels. Oh, just a bam, 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 pounding them in there. Jamming quarter, or, uh, quarters in there like that was the only place quarters could go. It was, it was bad. <laughs> Where these quarters go again? Yeah. Eh. Where do they go? Eh. Uh, they go to Contra. Um, all right. Excellent pick. I would have, I, I, that was a good one because it could have been a handful of things. And Oh, yeah. It was a lot of things thing. could have been. Uh, well done. All right. That game's great. Or the, the, uh, our meaning our game, our game of Guess My Game is great. So if you guys want to ever play with us, you can send us your own recommendations right here to the show and we might choose them. Okay, Brian. We got a little bit of the old email arena to read here. This is, uh, oh, as far as next week goes, I don't know what I'm playing, but you're going to be playing Ultimate Atom Caverns of Chaos. And I also have this, um, got a key for it, and it's based on Adam, A-D-O-M, which was an older, almost like OG roguelike kind of game from forever ago. Right. And this is like a which modern... I never played, but I was aware of, but I never played. Same. Wasn't my jam back then. Same. I would have been way into it had I really gotten into it. I think, but I didn't. So this is like a graphical overhaul, modernization of the sort of thing. So I played a bit of it. I'm curious what you'll think. So we'll talk about that uh, next week for sure. It's finally. It is finally this past week, I believe, came out of the uh, early access. I think. Oh, it did. Did it? That's right. Or maybe it's still early access. Maybe it is finally. I think it, it just launched released. finally because you and I got it early. Maybe so. Yeah, probably. I so. think that's what it was. Uh, anyway, that's a cool game. We'll talk about it next week. For our email this week uh, that came to us at boopshow at gmail.com this came from Scavenger Three. That sounds oh, like hi. a like a NASA mission, doesn't it? 
Sounds like an SNES game. Scavenger 3. Scavenger 3. Hey, Scott and Brian, did you miss the day or do you miss the days of game genies and game sharks and stuff like that? Cheats can be fun once uh, you have beaten a game. Consoles don't really let you do this sort of thing the way you can with PCs. Should these come back in some form? Thanks for the show. Scavenger 3. Well, Scavenger yes. 3. For those that don't know, oh, my thing's being so weird. Let me fix that. Uh, for, for those that don't know what a game shark or a game genie is, back in the day, hold on. I'm going to kill my <laughs> mixer. Mixer, 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 plixer. Okay, that's better. Um, the uh, They were basically these cartridges that you would put into your, let's say, NES uh, or SNES or Genesis or whatever. And then right. it, had, it would go into the cartridge slot, but then it would also have an open hole for a cartridge. And that would be for the regular game. So you'd buy like a, I don't know, Contra 3 and you'd stick it in. And then if you knew what the Game Genie codes were for Contra 3... You would enter those codes through an interface and it would let you cheat. And the cheats could be anything from skipping levels to uh, twice as many bullets come out of your gun or unlimited lives or whatever. Just hacks and cheats, right? Uh, They don't do those anymore because we don't have, I mean, consoles are long, you know, no longer cartridge based. Like we're in a very different time for that stuff. So I don't know what the status of even those two brands are. Like, can you even get something called a Game Genie now? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think you could. Uh, I was at GameStop last year, and I think they still sell like. Uh, they, I don't know who makes it, but for like uh, the 3DS and stuff, it seems like there's like, uh, like some form of that where it allows you to do that. And that's a real good. It was a real good way to get the maximum value out of a out of a game, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. You'd buy one game, and that'd be the game you'd have for six months. Yeah. Right? So a, a Game Genie and a Game Shark was great because it allowed you to go to the next level with that game. Maybe an area you couldn't beat or you wanted to revisit but uh, didn't want to have to go through all the crap to get there. So Yeah, because remember, a lot of things. those early cartridges, they didn't have save points. They had, in fact, no, it's didn't. funny because Blizzard yeah. last week of their BlizzCon line thing announced uh, Blizzard Arcade, which is like Rock and Roll Racing, three Vi- or Lost Vikings, and... Uh, What's his name? Doomsard, whatever his name is. Can't think of his name. Anyway, Blackthorn, that's it. Um, those games had, they didn't have save points. They had code you had to enter. So right. if you got to level three, you had to write down in the manual. They gave you a little space in the manual. You could write down the like six digit code that you would have to then enter with the controller. Hold on, let me find my pencil. Yeah, that was a weird time. Weird time to be alive. Weird times. Um, and they've changed those, so the new one, the ones they're selling now in that collection are they all have save states. But anyway, the point of it is, uh, it, I'm looking on Amazon, for example, the brand name Game Shark no longer exists. These guys don't do anything. Um, right. There are probably all sorts of cheaty things for different consoles, but it's all like looping it through something or hacking the box itself. You did a bunch of that with the original Xbox. Um, it's a lot of that sort of thing. Uh, GameGenie.com has a bunch of cheats. You're right. Um, you used to get, you used to get buy a uh, like a big code book of like Game Genies. Oh like, yeah, uh, it would just have all the all the cheats you could imagine. Yeah, but the PCs changed everything. Or not PCs. Yeah. sorry, uh, internet. What I meant to say. Internet. Um, but on here, for example, you could play. Uh, let's see, GBA games. Let's just pick one. Ace Combat Advance. 
There it is right there. Game Genie go, uh, code QF989F59. That will unlock here. all Type the missions. So get out your Game Genies right now. <laughs> all the missions and jets <laughs> get, get unlocked if you do that. It's funny they have PC games in here, though. Let's see. 3D Lemmings. Oh, yeah, they got right. a bunch of cheat codes for 3D Lemmings. There was some sort of PC, either USB or serial port connected uh, Game Genie at one point. Right. That's hilarious. Um, it looks like the last device to get anything. Uh, 360 and PS3 had some kind of Game Genie device. Oh, how did this work? Oh, my Lord. These codes are... Okay, Brian, I'm going to send you a link. All right. These don't so work. is it like D-pad up, left, up, up, left? There's nothing about these codes that are worth putting in. <laughs> like, I don't care what they give you. Click on that and you look at these codes. They want you to manually enter these codes. You're never going to do that. Of course I want. Of course I would. Well, the I controller, totally you're that. never going to sit there and go. Oh, man, you used to do that, though. I mean, you used to do it, man. You used to go to town. They used to be short. They used to be like six to 12 characters. This is like, what is that? 280 characters for that line? No way. That's nice. Anyway, that kind of stuff's interesting. But yeah, like, do I want all that to come back? I don't know. I I just wish games would give you more options for like, hey, you beat it. Now you have these cool cheats we can let you play with if you want or modifications or right. whatever. I wish they do right. more of that. It, yeah, and I think I think the thing that changed the most is very little content is nothing's really distributed much on carts anymore. And if they are, they have updates afterwards. So if the developer wants to allow you to uh, enhance the game or cheat, then they can just they can just roll that out, right? Because right. it used to be with cartridges, whatever was released was there. You, you didn't have a choice. Right. So doing this stuff was nice because you would have a way to unlock certain things or right. find additional content. You got a little and bit more out of your investment. There anymore. So you spent 40 bucks in yeah. the game. You got a little bit more out of it. Chat room reminds me that uh, a lot of this stuff is like built into emulators now. Um, oh, yeah. That would absolutely. make sense. But I mean, like as a legal product to go buy at the store, take home and plug into your console. They don't do that anymore. It's just not. Yeah, they don't do it anymore. Uh, thanks for that. That's an awesome uh, bit of... Uh, thanks, Scavenger 3. Yeah, thanks, Scavenger 3. My favorite 3. SNES game. Yeah, good luck on the surface of Mars. It sounds like you really got some cool stuff going there. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for the show. And don't forget that uh, what's nice about uh, this show here is that you can be the feedback you want the most. That means you can send us emails. Boopshow at gmail.com. Boopshow at gmail.com. And as always, our website is frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P. Now, while you're at it, Brian plays a lot on stream these days over at Brian Dunaway on Twitch. I'm doing the same over at Frog Pants. And maybe we'll get our uh, Valheims together. We'll touch our Valheims and yeah, uh, play together. Touch we the Valheims. make it happen. Uh, Boop Show on Twitter. You can find Brian at the Brian Dunaway. You can find me at Scott Johnson. And uh, Brian, before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to the people at home that hasn't been already said here today? What would you like oh, to say? Oh, if you don't listen to other things that me and Scott do, we also do a show called The Film Sack. Yeah. So you would enjoy that. It's movies, film but sack. it's me, Scott, and two other guys. Yeah. 10 years, or sorry, 11 years of Film 11 Sack. 11 years. Yeah, if you can believe it. So go check it out if you never have. Filmsack.com. You like movies? You like old movies? You like weird movies? You like good movies? Bad movies? All you movies? like watching Denzel Washington in a 1990s film where he's uh, stuck in some type of Matrix type? Yeah. Virtuosity. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that? Well, this then, pff, good news. We're doing virtuosity. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for watching, for listening, for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll be back next time with more of this silliness. We'll see you then. Thank you. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam. (laughs) 